Good afternoon. It is a privilege that you are here with me this beautiful moment so that we can learn together what the Father has for you and I. Hallelujah. You are special, you are unique, you are important, and always remind yourself that indeed I am a child of God. All right? Um, you must have the confidence where you can remind yourself, you can remind the situation, you can remind the circumstance, you can just say, I am a child of God, I am a daughter of God, I am a son of God. Hallelujah. Now, thank you for joining. It is indeed beautiful. We are going to have a wonderful time, I can assure you that much. Hallelujah. And before we get into the beautiful stuff that the Father has given me, and indeed it is beautiful, it is lovely, it is awesome, it is unique, it is special, full of revelation, um, I want us to pray, all right? So gear yourself, position yourself for a prayer, and we're going to pray together, and then we get straight into the beautiful stuff that the Father has for you and I. Praise be to God. And the prayer that I want us to pray is, Father, open my eyes. Hallelujah. Now, you have to be spiritually sensitive to understand what is being said here. We are not saying you are blind, your physical eyes cannot see. But this is a spiritual prayer where you're asking God to open your spiritual eyes, to open your eyes so you may see. You will understand more as we're getting into the stuff. Hallelujah. So where you are, begin to pray with me and tell God, let the Father know to say, God, open my eyes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, awesome creator. We thank you, good creator. We thank you, beautiful creator. We thank you, able creator. We thank you, powerful creator, that indeed you have blessed us with this day that we have life. Father, it is a beautiful opportunity to be able to come in your presence and be together. For in your word it says that we should not stop coming together, that is biblical. And so here we are, my Lord God, on this wonderful platform, meeting Lord God with people from all over the world. Father, the prayer that we have this moment is to say, God, may you open our eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, we want our eyes to be opened. We want our spiritual eyes to be opened. We want, Father, to be able to detect. We want to see. We want to behold. We want not to miss anything. Lord, if there are obstacles in our eyes, we pray this moment that God, may you open our eyes and remove them in the name of Jesus. Father, we are told, that when the Lord had prayed for a man who was blind, the Bible says there were scales that fell from his eyes and then he began to see. My Lord, we pray that whatever is blocking our vision, whatever is blocking us to behold, whatever is blocking us from seeing, let it be taken out from our eyes, from our vision, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for that woman. I pray for that girl, that wherever they are, Lord, open her eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for that man. I pray for that boy that wherever they are, 
open their eyes in the name of Jesus. I lift that family before you. I lift that couple before you. That God may you open their eyes this moment in the name of Jesus. Father, as your servant, I announce that their eyes are opened in Jesus' name. As your servant, I declare that their eyes are opened in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, it is written that you have given us authority and power over any serpent, over anything that can try to harm us, over any scorpions. Our heels crush serpents. Our heels crush scorpions. We have the authority, my Father, in the name of Jesus, that when we call unto your name, it is possible. And therefore, I praise you that, God, we are people with a vision. 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 Yes, just believe that, that you have a vision that you can behold and see your future. You can behold and see the future of your children. You can behold and see the future of your profession, of your career. You can behold and see the future of your business. You can behold and see the future of your marriage, the future of your relationship. In Jesus' name, Father, receive the honor, receive the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Never stop praying this prayer to say, Lord, open my eyes. Today we are living in a time where the generation that we are in, their eyes unfortunately cannot see. This is why the Lord had to say, looking, they look or their eyes open, but they cannot see. These were the words of Jesus to the disciples. That hearing, they hear, they listen, but they cannot hear, they cannot listen. Hallelujah. That even though their ears can hear the noises, even though their eardrums can pick up the sound waves, but they cannot detect what is being said. Even though the eyes can see, even though images are formed, but they cannot tell what they are looking at. These were the words of Jesus. So you and I have to always cry before the Lord and say, Lord, I do not want my eyes to be open and I cannot see. Hallelujah. The message, the word that I am coming to you with this moment is on a title, look and see. My God, look and see. My God, one more time, look and see. Now, this way to see, I want you to understand it means to notice. So look and notice. My goodness, this, this, is, this is beautiful. You are not just looking, but as you are looking, as your eyes are opened, you are noticing. My goodness, you are paying attention to detail. You are not missing what you are meant to be observing. You are not missing what you are meant to behold. You are not missing what you are meant to see. Hallelujah. So you are looking and you are noticing. Praise be to God. Open your Bible first from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 17. My goodness. Laba Moli and Indalika. Let's begin from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse number 17. My God, may you open his understanding, open her understanding. Holy Spirit, I declare that help them to understand what is being said. 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 17. Now, the word of God reads, and Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 6, this is just an appetizer. This is just an opener so I can bring you into understanding what is about to be said here. 
Now, in the book of 2 Kings, here you have got Elisha, the servant of God. This was after Elijah had been taken by a chariot of fire into heaven. And Elisha was left. Remember, Elijah had prayed and said, I want a double portion of the anointing of Elijah. And Elijah said, if you can look at me, if you can behold, if you can see me as I depart, as I am being taken by the Lord, then what you are asking for is going to be granted unto you. Look and see. And the Bible says, as he was seeing, as he was noticing, as he was watching Elijah while being taken up, the Bible says the mantle, the garment of Elijah, you know, it, it was left behind. And Elisha took it. And then from that point onwards, Elisha began to do exploits. And in chapter 6 of Second Kings, this is where we are. Where the Bible is saying that Elisha is there, there is a war taking place. Hallelujah. And the children of Israel are being pushed. They are being pressed by the enemy. There is a fear. There is um, 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 rumors going all around. Hallelujah. People are into hiding. And then the servant to Elisha was a young man. And this young man was also afraid because of what he was hearing, because of what he was being told, because of what was being spoken by people around. And he went before Elisha and Elisha said, I understand what this man is going through, this young man. I understand his faith is tested. I understand he may not have the faith that I have. And then he prayed a prayer. He said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Hallelujah. Remember at the start we prayed that God must open our eyes. So Elisha prayed this prayer for the young man that God open his eyes so that he may see. And after his eyes were opened, the Bible says that the young man was able to see chariots of fire. The young man was able to see uh, 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 soldiers. He was able to see horses. Hallelujah. He was able to see an army that was surrounding the enemy. Remember, before his eyes were opened, he could not see anything. He was just afraid. But once God had opened his spiritual eyes, fear went away. And the young man saw that the people that were with him, the army that was with them was more than uh, 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 the enemy. And then he regained confidence. Praise the Lord. So today I want you to know that what you are looking at may be bigger than you. The situation that you are looking at may be bigger than your finances. The circumstance that you find yourself in may be bigger than your family. The problem that you are facing now may be bigger than the solutions that you have. But once you pray, once the Lord has opened your eyes, once you are able to see, once you are able to notice, once you are able to pay attention, the word of God is saying that as the young man was able to see, you will also be capable of seeing things beyond your imagination. As a woman, you may think you are limited because you are depending on your husband. You may think you are limited because you are just a female. You may think you are limited because you are young in age. But I want you to understand that once the Lord opens your eyes, once you can see, hallelujah, then you can look beyond your age. You can look beyond your husband. You can look beyond what you can achieve on your own. And then you can tell that with God, I as a woman, I can be powerful. I can become a great woman. I can do great things in my life. 
Something that I found out recently, hallelujah, just to inspire you as a woman, I didn't know personally that Oprah Winfrey became popular or famous or a billionaire only at the age of 32. So before 32, she was not as popular as she is or as she was. Now, this is just to say to you that if you are there and you are saying, no, but I am too old, there's no such thing as being too old before the eyes of God. God is able to bless people at any age and in any place. Joseph was sold in a foreign land and yet God made him great. Abraham became Abraham or his name was changed to Abraham. He was an old man and yet he became the father of many nations. He became a father in his old age. Jesus Christ never started his ministry until he turned 30 as well in his 30s. Before then, you do not read that Jesus was going around and doing his ministry. But if you are a scholar of the word of God and you follow the scriptures, he was only able to fulfill the mission in his 30s. That's when the ministry began. So you must know that God is a God of time. He is a God who plans things and puts them into place for a reason. Now let's take a step back and go into the main scripture that I have for you. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 to 20. Hallelujah. Look and see. Look and notice. Look and pay attention. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Jehovah, you are good. Holy Spirit, we thank you, our helper. Jesus Christ, we honor you indeed. You are a Messiah. You are the King of glory. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. Thank you for putting that up for those who are watching live. Now, verse 15, the Bible reads, See, my goodness. You see how the word of God starts? See. I have set before you today life and death. These are the words of God. Death and evil. In that I command you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments. That you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Verse 17, but if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that you may observe his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. My God, this is the main scripture that you have given from which the message has come from. And I ask that, Lord, as I teach, my God, give everyone understanding that is listening, O oh, Father. And to me, O oh, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, that I may articulate the word without fear. I may articulate the word with the boldness. I may articulate the word with the clarity that a revelation be spoken this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And Deuteronomy chapter 30, what we are finding is Moses 
is with the children of Israel. And what is happening is that Moses is bringing the word of God before the children of Israel. And what he is saying to them is that these are now the words of God, right? Moses is representing God. Moses is the mouthpiece of God. Moses is communicating the words of God. Moses is a pure a mediator. He is standing between the children of Israel and God. God is speaking to Moses and Moses is transferring the words of God to the children of Israel. So he says here, see... I have set before you today life and good. Now, you must know that life and good are together. They are one. You see, let me take a step back. It is important when you study the word of God to pay attention to the details. The revelations of God are in the details. When we miss the details, we miss the revelation. When we miss the details, we miss the purpose. When we miss the details, we miss, we miss the why. Remember last Sunday I was talking about why? Now the details is where you find the important stuff. So the detail here is that God is saying life, not or death, but he says uh, uh, no, not life or good. He's not saying life may be good, but he says life and good. So that conjunction and is important. That God is saying life and good go hand in hand. Hallelujah. It is an error. Hear me clearly. It is an error when we are living life and everything is bad. There is an error. There is a mistake. There is a problem. When you go in scripture and you see Anyone that faced a challenge, there was a reason. There was a purpose. At the same time, this individual, these individuals, you find that their life was good. They were blessed, they were favored by God. So I want you to understand that life and the good go hand in hand. You are alive, you are meant to live well. You are alive, you are meant to live a healthy life. You are alive, you are, you are meant to be, you know, um, I'm a person who blesses, a person who helps, a person who is able, a person who is not a beggar but a blessing, a person who is not in luck but a blessing, a person who is able to succeed, a person who attains victory. Because God is saying here in the book of Deuteronomy to the children of Israel through Moses that life and the good, death and evil. So when you're talking about evil and death, they are one, they go hand in hand hand. Praise the Lord. This is where when you are an evil person, you must know that you are inviting death in your life. When you are an evil person, you are inviting death in your family. When you are an evil person, you are inviting death in your destiny. When you are an evil person, you are inviting death towards your children. You are inviting death. This is why you find that as an evil person, it may not affect you directly, but it affects generations to come. Why? Because being evil and death go hand in hand. But on the other hand, when you are good, hallelujah, it means there is good also that follows. You find that you are the one person that is good, but along the line, it may not be maybe with you. It may not be with your children immediately. But in time, you find that the generations from you, hallelujah, are going to be blessed, favored, because you are a good person. You find that out of the ordinary, your, your siblings, your relatives are enjoying good life. Why? Because you are a good person. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, let me continue. Now, 
as you are studying further, what God was saying here, which is important, is in the start of the, of the verse, verse 15. He says, see. So he's saying to the children of Israel, you are looking, yes, but I want you to see. Your eyes are opened, but I want you to pay attention. Your eyes are looking. You have been searching for a long time. Your whole life you are wondering. You are looking. You are saying we are searching. But God is saying you must first see before you can grasp or get what you need in life. Hallelujah. And then he says, because now I am, I am, I'm inviting you to see, you are then going to see that there is life and there is good. Because I'm inviting you to see, you're going to now notice that there is death and there is evil. And he says to them, the choice is yours. Moses will not make the choice or the decision for you. Jesus Christ will not make the decision for you. The angels will not make the decision for you. Your parents will not make the decision for you. Your pastor or the prophet will not make the decision for you. It is not your wife or your husband that will make the decision on your behalf. It is not your children, your aunt or your uncle, your grandmother or your grandfather that will make the decision for you. It is not your neighbor that will make the decision for you. Nor is it your friend that will make the decision. But you, because you have been enlightened, because you can now see, because you can now behold, because you can now notice, the word of God is saying you should now make a decision. What are you going to choose? Life and good or death and evil? You cannot mix. You cannot expect to choose good and yet you are evil. It does not work that way. Jesus said you cannot be lukewarm. It's either you are hot or you are cold. There is nothing in between. One leg cannot be in the kingdom of darkness and the other leg in the kingdom of God. It doesn't work that way. One hand cannot be holding on to the things of the devil and the other hand holding on to the things of God. It does not work that way. One has to make a decision and choose one direction. If you choose the devil, then be with the devil full time. If you choose God, then be with God full time. You cannot be a flip-flop, my God. In a subject called digital systems, we have got a, a, a device called a flip-flop. What this flip-flop does is it changes signal. It's either on or off. Hallelujah. So when you set it, it can flip between on and off. Now in the kingdom of God, you cannot be a flip-flop. No ways. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. You choose one thing and you stick to it. Praise the Lord. Even when it is tough, when it is difficult, you stick to it. If you decide to be a child of God, then you choose to be a child of God throughout the year. You cannot say because it is June, let me take off the heart of being a child of God for a moment. Let me go into the other direction. That's not how it works. You cannot say because now I'm having a difficult moment in my marriage, a difficult moment in my relationship, a difficult moment in this neighborhood. Then let me choose to be bad. It doesn't work that way. You make a decision and you stick to it. You stick by it. Imagine if as a married man, I live like a flip-flop. That today I decide to be married and I am married. And then tomorrow I decide not to be married and I go the other direction. The day after I decide to be married, I come home. And then the other day I take off and I decide to be unmarried. We have men that are living like flip-flops today in marriage. We have women that are living like flip-flops in marriage. I want you to understand that look and see. Praise the Lord. And when you see, when you notice, stick to one thing. 
The Lord is saying when you see, when you, when, when you are enabled, when you can now behold, you must stick to the decision you make. You must stick to the choice you make. When we see you outside, we must know that this is a man that is married. This is a woman in marriage. This is a girl in courtship, a woman in courtship, a man in courtship. This is a child of God. This is a servant of God. We shouldn't ask questions that is this indeed a pastor? Is this indeed a daughter of God? Is this indeed a son? No, no, no. We shouldn't ask those questions because when you see, when your eyes are opened, you are able to, to oh my goodness, you are able to decode. My, my, Lima, Malia, listen to me. You must understand that when you see, this is why in the book of Genesis, the beginning, the Bible says that when Adam and Eve had eaten of the fruit that God had told them or prohibited them from eating, the Bible says they were now enlightened. Because God had promised to say, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. You shall surely be enlightened. Hallelujah. And because they disobeyed, they could now see death. So I want you to understand that when your eyes are opened, it is now even a time to be more careful because you are going to see things clearly. No more excuses. It is better than not to see because when you see, you don't have excuses anymore. Praise the Lord. And as you read on, you will see that, um, you know, Moses continued to encourage the children of Israel. He continued to say to them, now that God is giving you a choice, you must make a decision right here and right now. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Look and see. Now, a few things I want to share with you and then we finish, all right? Um, number one, you cannot see without first looking. For you to see, it means you are looking. I'll give you an example. Have you not heard someone say, oh, but you were looking and you, did you not see me? I was waving at you. Did you not see me? That is because you were looking, but you were not seeing. So there's a difference. Praise the Lord. Your eyes can be facing a certain direction. Your head can be facing a certain direction. But until you see, you may not notice. Your wife can say, but you were looking at me, my love. Did you not see that I have a new hairstyle? It is because you were looking, but you didn't see. You never paid attention. She can say, oh, I bought a new dress, my love. I bought a new pair of shoes. Did you not see? Oh, my lipstick is new. Did you not notice it? It's because you were looking, but you didn't see. You didn't pay attention. So what I am saying is... It's important for you to understand that as you are looking for opportunities, you must first see it for it to make sense to you. And the second one is to see clearly, you need to first pay attention, my goodness. So even though you are seeing, you need to then add attention. Praise the Lord. So number one is you have started the process of looking. Number two, you must see. Number three, you must pay attention. You must focus in what you are seeing. You must focus in what you are seeing. You must pay attention. If you are seeing yourself as a woman who is independent, independent, then it means you must start paying attention on being independent. You must start paying attention on the details. Start focusing and checking to see what is an independent woman supposed to do. How can I become independent? What am I supposed to do to become financially independent? What am I supposed to do for me to 
raise my children in a right way? What am I supposed to do for me to keep a stable home? What am I supposed to do for me to keep a stable relationship? You must now begin to pay attention to the details once you see. Hallelujah. And uh, here's an example, right? You hear a lot of women that are saying, I am looking to get married. The problem is you haven't seen a man that is meant to be your husband. As a man, you are looking at a lot of women. But the problem that you are not yet married at times, not always, at times, is that you haven't yet seen the woman that is meant to be your wife. So you can be looking at so many girls. You can be looking at so many females. You can be changing a lot of girls. And years and years will keep passing, hallelujah, until you see that one woman that is a wife material to you. That's when you can get married. You are looking at opportunities and not seeing which one is for you. So years and years are passing and you keep saying, I am looking for an opportunity. Sister, why have you not started your business? I am looking for an opportunity. Why have you not, you know, I applied for a job? I am looking for employment. I am looking for a job. Why have you not yet, you know, I found a friend. Why don't you have a friend? I am looking for a friend. That's because you keep looking and you haven't yet seen. Until you see, you cannot make a decision. People who make decisions in life are people that have seen after looking. They have paid attention after looking. They have observed after looking. They have focused after looking. So today you need to ensure that whatever you are looking for in life, start paying attention. And it explains why we prayed at the beginning for God to open our eyes. Because I understand it is not flesh. You see, this is not a subject that goes by what you see physically. But it first starts in the spirit where God is able to sharpen your spiritual eyes. You are able to detect, you are sharp in the spirit. Then the rest of it becomes easier. And also, you have got people that are busy uh, are looking for servants of God. Time, years are passing, months are passing. You are saying, I am looking for a pastor. I am looking for a prophet. I am looking for an apostle. Keep looking, my friend. The challenge you have is that you haven't yet seen. Until you see, until you notice, then you know that this is a servant of God that I am meant to follow. This is a pastor that I am meant to be under. This is a prophet that I am meant to believe. Why? Because you have now seen, you have noticed. So be careful of just looking. You see, years are passing and we are still looking. This is June 2023 and someone is saying, I'm still looking. So half of the year is gone. In fact, it will finish this month because you have just hit the halfway mark, right? So after this month, you're then getting into the second half. And for, for a whole half, you know, for a whole layer of six months, six layers of 2023, you are still looking. You are still looking. I don't know what you are looking for, but you are still looking. If you are in that position right now, where you are looking, whatever it is that you may be looking, maybe it is something or someone that you are looking for, I want you to then get serious in that prayer of saying, God, open my eyes. Because you can end up looking the whole year and not seeing anything. You can end up looking the whole 2023 and not focusing on anything. And it would be a waste because that's 12 months. That's 365 days gone. Hallelujah. That's 8,760 um, 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 hours gone. 8,760 wasted gone. 
Praise the Lord. So you must know that it's important that as you are busy looking for whatever you are looking for, let it be your prayer to say, Lord, I want to see. As I am looking, I want to see that this is an opportunity for us. This is where we belong. This is what I am meant to be doing. If you are a young person and looking for a career, don't just say you are busy looking for a career. You are busy searching. Pray that, Father, I want to see my career my profession, then that way you see that, oh yes, I am meant to be a medical doctor. Oh yes, I am meant to be a social worker. Oh yes, I am meant to be um, um, maybe an accountant. Oh yes, I am meant to be this because you have looked and you have seen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you and I bless your creator. We are living in a generation that loves to look. We have got families that love to look. We have relationships that have love to look. We have ministers of the gospel who love to look. We have believers who love to look. We have people in general who love to look. And our prayer from this message, from this teaching is help us that we may now see. Help us to graduate from looking to seeing. Help us to advance from looking to noticing. Help us to advance from looking to paying attention. That we will now be sure, assertive, that this is what I need in my life. My Father, I give you all the praise. I give you all the honor. That the remaining layers of 2023, we are not just going to be looking, but we are going to be seeing as men, women, husbands, Wives, mothers, fathers, colleagues, businessmen, women, friends. Whether you are a brother, a sister, whatever position you have, you are now going to be seeing and paying attention. My Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have children that are old enough to talk, children that are in school, I want you to pray to God that you may begin to see. Because the problem is you are looking, you are looking, you are looking, and you are not seeing what's going on. But it must be your prayer that you must begin to see the future of your children. You must begin to see where your children are heading. When you see, you will know how to help them. For your friends, you see, the challenge why we are not friends that make a difference, the reason why we are not friends that can help, is because we don't see. Our friend is crying, we are looking, but we can't see. Our friend is calling for help, we are looking, but we can't see. Hallelujah. So we need to be uh, spiritually sensitive that when our friends are crying out for help, we need to look, yes, but we need to see so we can help. All right. So with that, I have come to the end of the teaching, and I encourage you to find the time in the week Listen to this message again, play it again, um, read the scriptures, listen to what has been said, take down notes and begin to practice. And most important, speak to God. Remember, like Moses, I am only a servant. I am only one who has been called by God to speak to you. So begin to search, seek, look and desire to see the one that has sent me. The same with Elisha. You see, what he did was he only said to God, God, I may see it, but I pray that this man may see it also. So right now, that's my prayer, that you must see. With that, 
have a lovely day enjoy the week that starts and also cherish what's left of this layer of june be a blessing see opportunity see everything that is meant for you enjoy and god lift you shalom <laughs>